Hello and welcome to the Empowered, Sensitive and Creative Podcast. My name is Rim. I'm an artist, a certified life coach and an NLP practitioner and the creator of the Empowered, Sensitive and Creative Retreats. Passionate about celebrating joy and beauty in the everyday, especially when things are falling apart, I'm insatiably curious about human nature into the world with reverence, awe and a sense of wonder. Tune in for stories exploring healing through creativity, art, embracing sensitivity and navigating the subconscious mind. I'll talk about the struggles that highly sensitive and creative people face and share my experiences, insights and favorite tools along the way. I'm here to empower you to turn what we often deem to be a curse into your biggest gift. I believe that the more we create together, the more we heal the world. So let's dive in! Hello and welcome to another episode of the Empowered, Sensitive and Creative Podcast. I'm so happy and grateful for you tuning in. Today I want to talk about relationships and breadcrumbs. Just be yourself. Just do it. Take action. Go for it. Set boundaries. Ask for help. Surround yourself with good friends and people you can count on. Yes, these are wonderful suggestions. But what does it mean exactly? And how to do that? If, like me, you're an empath and a highly sensitive person, being yourself could be very different from moment to moment. Like a chameleon, you change depending on who is near you. You can easily take on the identity and emotions of the people around you. You may be seeking validation from others, yet you may struggle accepting love from others and feeling lovable. You may also find that your empathy and compassion towards others is not reciprocated and you end up feeling resentful in your relationships and social interactions. But you think it must be you and you keep making more and more efforts until you can't take it anymore and you end up disappearing silently. You may also have developed a perfectionist mindset, always trying to become better, do more, be more. You may be spending a lot of time asking yourself, what is wrong with me? You'll keep finding flaws and that will lead to deeper doubts. Perhaps you also follow follow the suggestion of others around you, trying to do what your friends did and they seem perfectly happy with these choices. Yet, it doesn't work for you. You probably also feel like crumbling when receiving reproaches and criticism. You take things personally and you are enthusiastic about new projects or about new people but then you feel like giving up and you don't have the energy to follow through or to keep meeting with them in hindsight you realize you committed to the wrong things and the wrong people for you result frustration overwhelm feeling stuck in the same patterns over and over again disappointed not trusting your ability to choose the right things, the right people. 
to invest in yourself? Well, I can say that I've experienced all of that until I realized these were breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs, breadcrumbs situation, breadcrumbs relationship. They are two key moments of deep chaos and grief in my life. Moments where everything felt like crumbling down and I felt like I'm, I was losing balance, drowning even. And just let me say, I'm not sharing this in order to complain and feel sorry about myself, but rather for the sake of speaking my truth in hope that it will help you too if you're going through such times or did go through such times in the past. Because let's be honest, sometimes life feels like really out of control and like everything is happening at the same time. So the first event is about 10 years ago when simultaneously I made a decision to stop my fashion business. Then I got into a toxic job with psychological harassment, ending at the police station and a six-year lawsuit. So that was really heavy already. And then my, grand my dear grandmother passed away, and then my father passed away. Okay, so that was a lot, a lot to deal with. And as you can imagine, a lot of intense, difficult emotions. And okay, that's, that's what I mean is like, that's part of life, I can accept that. Well, I can also accept what happened then, but what I mean is time of grief. We all go through that at some point in our life. Um, yes, it was difficult for sure. But what was, I think, what became even more difficult is to realize that some people that I thought were very close to me actually didn't show compassion and understanding at that time. The partner I, ha I was with at that time, the man I was uh, sharing my life with, didn't understand that I was feeling very sad, <laughs> crying every day, worried, anxious really also depressed he, he thought well why do you like he kept saying why do you have all these strong feelings why do you have all these strong emotions life should not be so complicated or why do you attract such things and i remember that i used to feel angry at him but also guilty deep down down i was like yeah maybe i'm wrong maybe i shouldn't react maybe i shouldn't have emotions <laughs> but still I felt I also felt resentful as in why does he, does he not support me why he doesn't understand I mean come on and I understood later on like in hindsight I realized that because in his family they are quite kind of cold and cold as in they don't share emotions they don't talk feelings when I say cold I mean like <laughs> cold relationship or also because I'm half Mediterranean and I grew up in the Mediterranean countries, I've often associated my strong emotions with having a hot temper because I'm Mediterranean. And he's not, he's from, uh, he's originally he was from, well, he's from Eastern Europe uh, and uh, Austria, like with Austrian and Germanic roots. And these tempers are usually associated with being colder than Mediterranean stamper and well anyway in his family they didn't share emotions they didn't talk actually they didn't talk much whereas in my family we always had heated conversations 
So I think for him, it was really scary and maybe even unsafe because unusual. He was not used to that, to deal with someone who openly has emo have emotion because I think he was repressing his emotions. So that was, uh, I think this was a breadcrumb, definitely staying with him and accepting that he reproach me grieving because basically that was what I was doing grieving everything in my life so far um, that was not honoring what I was going through that was not honoring my experience and then adding to that a friend that was quite a very good friend at that time <laughs> she found that moment to send me some messages reproaching me my personality saying also that I'm an emotional person and and da 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 and telling me how she would like me to be. And I remember her reply like I was so shocked and I replied to her, you know, do you know what just happened? Like she was here, she was staying at my home when my grandmother passed away. So she saw it. She saw me feeling so sad and I told her, well, you know, <laughs> I'm going through a lot. It's, uh, it's a lot of grief, a lot of sadness, a lot of emotions. Um, well, sorry if I'm not the person you, you think I am. And I remember, of course, at that time I was still in the, the reacting mode. Like, you know, I think many of us are like that when we feel attacked. We feel unsafe and, and therefore we react right away to protect ourselves. Um, but that doesn't doesn't usually lead to peace and constructive solutions. So I replied to her and I was like, okay, well, if we're going to talk about each other's <laughs> negative sides, well, you know, you also, you're not perfect either. You also have these traits that are annoying to me, but because you're my friend, I accept them. And... She didn't, she didn't appreciate me talking back at her and she just ghost, she ended up ghosting me. Oh, I remember I also told her, I think we can put our differences to the side and, you know, still remain friends because that's what's more important, you know, thinking about the positive. I was trying to be very compassionate and very empathetic and, you know, being the bigger person. And she didn't take it at all and she just ghosted me. <laughs> So that was that was really painful and yes I did feel quite angry at her for a long time until it came to me that actually she may be at a different place in her life than me she hasn't maybe she hasn't experienced that amount of grief so she cannot understand you know we often say that difficult things we can understand them only when we go through them and maybe she was at a stage in her life when she was not able to show empathy. Maybe she had her own issues preventing her to to be empathetic or whatever. What I mean is she had her own things. And the fact that she talked to me like that meant clearly that she cannot be my friends. Not like not the kind of friend we used to be before because she doesn't care about my well-being and she doesn't show compassion towards me. 
and also I found that holding to my resentment is actually <laughs> punishing me. I'm punishing myself by, by being sad, disappointed, angry, resentful. It's like as if I'm suffering twice. I suffered the first time when I read her comments and when we kind of parted away. And I'm suffering again when I keep processing the, this in my head or repeating to myself why she behaved like this, this is so unfair and uh, people are always letting me down, all of those unhelpful comments. So when, once I realized that I was able to let go of the friendship and think it's better like that. And then the second event is a bit more recent. It's when I just after I decided I'm gonna leave the fashion industry because I can't anymore with all of this yet another toxic environment, bullying, um, burnout, so many burnouts and so it's like I was changing it was just, just after COVID, so changing my life, moving country, totally changing everything, changing career and came back to France and I thought I was gonna find my family there, my sisters and that's when <laughs> my sisters totally ignored me and ghosted me. Well they already they were already ignoring me when I was away but I thought that now I'm back in the same country as them we will meet again and it was not the case and that was really painful because it's family, it's my siblings, we grew up together even though it was not always <laughs> rosy and joyful, we're still siblings and I was hoping that we would bury the hatchet but it wasn't meant to be and 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 then <laughs> the, situations and the situation unraveled in a quite... Um, I even don't know what word I can put into it. Sad or disappointing or unfortunate uh, manner. I think yes, unfortunate is the word. Because I... They also parted, decided to part way with my mother. So it was like our family, the rest of our family. Because we only four people left in my family. So it's a very short, it's a very small family now, but we're kind of being divided in two parts now. My sisters and my mom and I. And after all these years of self-work and exploration, spiritual learnings, learning about the unconscious, chi inner child work, psychology, I finally found the answers. I finally found the words to describe the situation with them and it's the fact that at least one of them for sure is a narcissist. I don't like to use that word just like that because I think it's being a term that is being used nowadays for almost everyone. Like if somebody does something that you don't like or somebody says something you don't like, you can just say, oh, she's a narcissistic, she's a, oh, he's a narcissistic, pervert narcissistic, my boss is a narcissistic. And it's not always the case. Yes, they are narcissistic out there for sure. But not everyone is. Not because people don't behave the way you want. 
doesn't make them narcissistic. So I'm, I was a bit cautious to use that term. But in my case, it's really the term. And I think it would be a disservice not saying it. Because once again, my, my, my intention is to also help you. So if you go through something like that and you didn't dare yet to use these words i feel like if i can help you to give you the like the permission to use that words because it's very freeing it's liberating actually because finally i could say it's not my fault actually i tried to do everything i could you know to make peace and find solutions and find ways we could still have a relationship but it was not to happen they she refused i would say they refused but i want to talk specifically about that one who is a narcissistic for sure and everything from my childhood made sense when i see it from that lens i think i will record an episode about narcissism narcissistic siblings or family members because it's um it's, I don't think it's talked enough about and, and it's really painful especially for us highly sensitive people and I think and I've noticed HSPs we do tend to attract this kind of energy in our lives so I think yeah I will definitely talk more about this but for the sake of this conversation today let's say that when I came back to France and after saying like at the turning point in my life I was I turned I was turning 40 years old as well which is quite a I think symbolically quite a big pivotal moment in someone's life saying no to my further my to my first dream of fashion and saying no so totally changing and starting a new path exploring new dreams and trying to understand more who I am if I'm not doing that and then my sisters disappeared and with a lot of all of the blaming and gaslighting things that go with narcissism behavior of course and i try to talk about this to my friends my friends who live in france especially one who used to be my best friend we've always been in touch and even though when i was living abroad we couldn't see each other too often but we were still in touch and she came to visit me in the countries I was and every time I came to France I came to see her but this year she was not that time I mean when I discovered all of that she was not able to be there for me at all I understand she had her life she had her things to go through but her things were very joyful things she, she just like she had met the man that she had been waiting for for years and she just became pregnant which was also a dream of her so for her it was like everything is happening and joyful and happy and i was so happy for her but at the same time for me a lot of things were happening that were quite sad and difficult so i was i was kind of uh, hoping for some support and i wanted to talk to her about that and i remember like she was not available to me she didn't want i wanted to visit her she said yes and then no and then just texting me and i reached one day i reached out sharing something 
very vulnerable and she didn't reply to me. And the, the next time she replied, she replied as if nothing had happened, as if I had not said anything. And the first image that came to me is, oh, this is a breadcrumb. It is like a breadcrumb relationship. And that day I decided no more breadcrumb. No more, no more breadcrumbs relationships. I'm not settling for this. It was not easy because she had been my best friend for years. And, but that's it. I think that it's really important to understand that people are not necessarily supposed to be in your life forever. There are times, there are seasons, and when we were very good friends and we shared we supported each other and we shared the things we had to share with each other and now we are going towards different paths i think she doesn't really understand the path i'm going through like she told me many times maybe i should i should have just gotten any job just to have like just to settle for safety and that was never what i wanted to do i've always wanted to try <laughs> to explore my my truth and and feel expanded by my profession and that's okay we need different people in the world like there's not one better choice than the others i think just i think we need to be really honest and congruent with what we want and with who we are i love what lacy phillips say from to be magnetic she said that everyone we meet they are our teachers, they are mirrors, and they are here to teach us something. We are also there to teach them something. But we are not supposed to be there for each other forever. So if we see things from that angle, I think it's much easier to let go of attachment, to not take things personally, and to kind of gracefully let people go when it's their time and let ourselves go when it's our time, when we don't feel the relationship is there anymore. There is no need to hold tight to these breadcrumbs. We all deserve the full bread, <laughs> not, not little breadcrumbs. Instead, trying to accept that like I said before, people are not on the same path as we are, not necessarily at the same time. They have their own learnings, their own experiences to make, just the way we do have our own to make. And for me, well, it was very painful because it kept showing me this abandonment wound that I have. Um, and I was like, oh, Again and again and again, I'm, I'm abandoned, I'm abandoned again. I cannot count on the people I love. They always let me down. <laughs> and I think it's important to allow ourselves to say these things, but not to stay in it, stay in that feeling forever. Because for me, for the first part of my life, I was looping, my brain was looping again and again with that, with these things, with these thoughts. And I kept, like, you know, like a, a record that is uh, broken, kept repeating, oh, why, why, why am I not loved? Or 
why do people let me down? Yeah, I must deserve it. It's always like that. You see this happened again. Yeah, you see that person disappointed me again. And that's that's not helpful. And you see the result is I kept attracting the same. And and when, once I realized that I got conscious, well, actually, I have my responsibility. Why am I settling for these breadcrumbs? Why am I not asking for more? Why am I not doing more myself like for these friends so often when friends just text me we don't talk for months and then suddenly I receive a text and I, I used to feel like oh they care about me and then I replied and I mean it's great I don't have anything against te texting but I think you cannot have meaningful relationship if you just rely to texting it's important to talk to have the voice-to-voice -voice connection, to see each other. Of course, if you live far away or if there's some situation, it's difficult to travel. Yeah, you cannot meet face-to-face -face often, but you still have the phone. I think it's really important. You can also leave like the voice notes. It doesn't have to be speaking on the phone, but I think there's so much that comes through the voice, emotions, <laughs> subtleties. It's important. You cannot just be... Uh, just texting is, um, you know, can it's kind of a bit cold and dematerialized for important things. I mean, it's the same in friendship. It's the same in, well, like when you're dating, we need, we cannot just rely on texting. And I had accepted that even myself. I, oh, sometimes I just didn't want to talk on the phone because I was like, maybe... I have to confess, a little bit lazy sometimes, or a bit like ugh, in my introvert mode and feeling uncomfortable <laughs> to pick up the phone or finding excuses. Maybe I, th I also found, found that sometimes the, like speaking with on the phone or face-to-face -face is like too vulnerable to share some stuff. And But this was not honoring my needs for deep meaningful interactions which are my deep values about friendships and connections and then there is this abandonment want that i just talked about so i it got me i got curious about this and i thought where in my life am i abandoning myself where else in my life am i settling for breadcrumbs where where else in my life i'm not really honoring my needs and taking care of myself and that was very interesting exploration because I I saw that I was settling for breadcrumbs in so many things in my life so many areas situations fr relationships friendships the thoughts I chose to, th to think and to believe the beliefs I chose to believe, limiting beliefs or unhelpful behaviors as well. So, for example, one unhelpful behavior I used to have growing up, because I'm pretty, I need to self-efface or make myself small so that there will be room for others, so so that I don't take their space, I don't take too much space. I need to choose between being smart and pretty and pretty and tough I cannot be both another unhelpful belief if people are angry at me it must be my fault somehow 
misled me to let people take advantage of me in several situations. Another belief. I need to be nice and helpful to people. Helping out people out of kindness without knowing for sure that they are good people for me. Only because I want to be seen as the nice girl. I can take it upon me. I need to make an effort and be the reasonable one. Which led me to allow people to disrespect me and trying to make me feel guilty. When there is an argument. Just like 10 years ago when I was with that boyfriend and that friend reproaching me, my behaviors or my emotions or whoever I was. And I thought, yeah, maybe they're right, maybe I'm wrong. So here again, I used to feel responsible for others' emotions. Another limiting belief. I must react and defend myself and prove myself right at all costs. Which led me to enter a heated conversation with immature people. I was being immature as well, and people who are not worth it. This is what I used to say before, oh, it's my hot temper, my Mediterranean hot temper. I must help anyone who's asking me to. People who ask for help but don't bother to say thanks, and then scold me. Try to be everything to everyone. You need me to be soft. No problem, I can be soft. You need me to be understanding? Yes, I'm very understanding. I have so much compassion and empathy. You want to only talk about your stuff and be there for you? Where where there's no room for me and sharing my stuff? No problem, my life is not so interesting. Yours is so much more interesting. Oh, you need to learn you need to learn how to meditate. Okay, I can teach you. You need energy healing, I can do it. You want an illustrator? Yep, a stylist, yep, a therapist. Well, I can try. I know about psychology. You want help to decorate your home? Sure, I can do it. (laughs) Like, thinking I need to be everything and feeling deep anxiety if I am not responding to people's expectations of me. And this really gets exhausting, suffocating. I can't be everything for everyone. It's such a weight on my shoulders and in my body and put me in such a state of overwhelm and anxiety. It's too much. I realized, yeah, actually, this friend, she's just sending me back what I needed to to see, to understand <laughs> that my that the common demoni- de- denominator in all of this situation was me. I'm responsible of my life. I drive my life, right? Who gets to decide what's good for me? What should I do? How do I behave? It's me. Only me. And yes, while I cannot say, okay, maybe their, like their behavior was not right, but maybe it wasn't wrong either. It was just. It is. That's just... Like I cannot control them. That's how they chose to deal with the situation that was that what they felt was good for them at the moment and that their choice that is their choice but me i also have my choice i also have my responsibility and i could choose to stay in that relationship because i could choose the belief that 
I need to stay loyal to my friends no matter what, no matter how they behave. But I chose differently. For me, it was, I chose, no, I'm going to stay loyal to myself first and to my beliefs first. I decided that I wanted ease and flow. I chose ease and flow. Therefore, I must embody ease and flow. I'm not saying ease and flow every day. (laughs) But overall, I can always have the choice to get back to ease and flow. When I say ease, I mean like not resistance, not holding tightly. Allowing things to be what they are. The things I cannot control. So how how did I do that? How, How did I change my pattern of of swimming in the sea of my complacency and abandonment issues and playing the victim and not not taking responsibility for my power. Well, I started by saying no. So it was a decision. No more breadcrumbs relationships. Then I did a lot of decluttering Something like, you know, clearing my bookmarks on my computer, (laughs) removing all of the stuff that I didn't identify with anymore or the things that didn't feel right anymore. The energy didn't match the energy I wanted to feel. Cleared a lot of uh, social media, phone numbers, emails, newsletters I was uh, signing up to. I deleted a lot. Um, Decluttered my stuff as well let go of some books or shoes, even accessories, jewelries, stuff that didn't give me joy anymore, didn't give me energy. Also the things that I got trying to wear a mask or trying to pretend I am something that I'm not, so this I let go of. I worked a lot on my boundaries and I practiced setting more boundaries with people, not being available when I'm taking care of myself, not replying right away when I'm busy or when I'm just resting, not sharing deep emotional stuff by text message. Talking about messaging, I stopped desperately checking whether I got messages, notifications, emails. This is not always easy because, well, we live in such a connected life these days with uh, with mobile phones and social media. So I would say this is a work in progress. Like, I'm not pretending to be perfect and dealing with things perfectly, not at all. Um, I stumble, I set intentions, I practice, I try, I manage to sometimes, and then I fall back into all habits, then I catch I catch myself in time, and then I choose differently again and again and again. I also stop looking for appreciative feedback plus validation from others. Stop nervously looking for more teachers and mentors and trying to see what others are doing and trying to see if they are doing better than me. Just choosing to trusting my path, my voice, instead of thinking that everyone else knows better than me. So yeah, I focused on being me 
on myself, on my well-being, like cultivating a relationship with myself. And that's really healing. And so that I can feel safe and more whole. There is no breadcrumbs if I'm whole. Like I complete myself. <laughs> and relationships with others are only should only be cherry on the cake. And as I practiced <laughs> building this relationship with myself and got clearer on who I am, what I want, where am I going, experimenting, also being more curious about my reactions, my thoughts, my beliefs, being more curious as well about others' reactions without judging. It's not always easy, but working on this. <laughs> I, it became easier to be more vulnerable and just saying things like if a friend, if I felt like a friend only talks about himself and doesn't really pay attention to me in return because you know energy friendship is like a two-person thing right uh in the past i would have just not said anything and i would have, i think it's kind of being passive aggressive you know or doing the silent treatment or just pretend as if nothing is happening until i can't take it anymore and then either i would explode either i would leave the relationship I would like disappear but now I was able to tell him like just to say things simply without feeling guilty without feeling bad without putting judgment um, to, to say when I'm not feeling heard or not feeling seen or not feeling respected and so now I'm like okay if that friend can understand that and can see that good we can remain friends I, i'm still gonna invest myself in the relationship in the friendship but if the friend cannot receive it that's also fine yes i might be a little bit sad yes i will have to grieve the relationship which is never an easy moment but that's okay it's an emotion i can handle it and i'm i can let him or her go that's fine we just we're just partying we're just going different ways Maybe I can just take some distance and maybe later our path will meet again or maybe that's goodbye forever and that's okay because I can um, thank this person for what we had for the moment we were supposed to have and trust that they will meet new different friends that fit their current situation and I will too because you know the world is really large there is more than enough for everyone i no longer feel the need to apologize for being highly sensitive for having strong emotions i don't try to repress them anymore and because now i know and i know how to process them i'm learn i've been learning about this i've been practicing so i i feel like more confident in my abilities to handle people's reactions or situations and I know it's not gonna mean something bad about myself it doesn't mean that I'm being abandoned it doesn't mean that I'm not worthy or that I'm not good enough other people's emotions are not my responsibility my job is not to make people happy <laughs> 
just like it's not their job to make me happy just like they're not responsible for my emotions now i think that my empathy my compassion my sensitivity are great gifts they are like really precious traits in this world and i need to honor them but also protect them in the way that i have to take care of them if they are energy yes there is infinite supply of energy but i cannot overuse it i need to be mindful about where where i use it when you learn to love yourself unconditionally to accept have compassion for and truly love all the aspects of yourself when you take the time daily to take care of your needs deep emotional needs then it becomes easy to let go of the need of validation it becomes easier to let go of people pleasing it gets easier to set boundaries and stick to them i'm saying easier it doesn't mean comfortable like not always comfortable but with time more and more your nervous system gets strong enough to handle other people's reactions and emotions you become more discerning as to what's and who's right for you and what's and what's and who's not you feel better in your body you get to choose whether's waiting to be chosen you experience the freedom that comes from having nothing to prove to anyone you feel safe no matter what and that gives you the freedom and the space to tap into your creative energy anytime you need you have more space and time for the things that matter to you to act on your dreams on your deepest desires you also get more time and space and energy for the people who are really there for you for those who are rooting for you you realize that nobody can take anything that really matters away from you and that's you If this has piqued your interest, I'd love to invite you to join me in a small group of like-minded souls for this very special retreat in beautiful Provence of five magical days to reignite your dormant dreams and desires while cultivating new and exciting possibilities. So I bet that during this retreat, the quiet, the exploration of your senses and of your voice, your unique voice, will help you to plant the seeds and to water this dream of yours, this beautiful thing that is within you that would benefit everyone around you. I'm back on a regenerative and joyful immersion in the magical beauty of Provence, soaking its colors, textures, scents, sounds and flavors and form meaningful connections with people who get you. Particularly beautiful in June with the various shades of greens of the Garrigue and the azure blue sky, the vibrant ochres of the Provencal Colorado, the natural paradise that invites your heart to soul. This amazing retreat will touch on all your senses and all aspects of your being, physical, emotional, mind, creative and soul. You'll walk the ochre canyons, listen to the sounds of wildlife, share laughter, give free rein to your creative expression and relax into rediscovering lost dreams and new possibilities as you celebrate and uncover the next chapter of your life. We will meet our inner wisdom 
through mindful and creative practices led by me and other local healers. There will be sketching, drawing, watercolor painting, wildlife, birdsong, reflexology, walks in nature, a cooking workshop, and a herbalist walk. By the end of our five nights together, you'll be relaxed, re-inspired and ready to dive into the next chapter of your life with clarity and newfound confidence in yourself. To register, go to rimcreativenergy.com slash retreats. That is R-I-M-C-R-E-A-T-I-B-E-N-E-R-J-Y.com slash retreats. I'll put the link in the show notes as well. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if it has inspired you, please share it around you. Also, if you feel called to it, please subscribe to the podcast and give me a review. It really helps to spread the word out. All your questions are welcome. You can send them to me on Instagram at rim.creativenergy.com or email me via my website rimcreativenergy.com and don't worry I'll share in the show notes exactly where to find me until next time sending you loving creative energy